Brown's pretty easy to remember. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another special bonus episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. We are live from the uh, VIP lounge at the TCL Chinese Theater for the 19th <laughs> annual Oscar qualifying Holly Shorts Film Festival. Uh, we are here with the writer, director, producer, and actor of Thoughts or Things, Chris Brown. How are you? I'm very well. How you doing? Doing very well, thank you. Right. So to get us started, can you just tell us the logline or what the film's about? Uh, the film is about a librarian who's dedicated his life to uplifting his community with small acts of kindness. Um, and it, you know, those seeds of inspiration come back full circle to save his life. So in a nutshell, that's what it's about. Yeah. Wow. Did right. you know a librarian? I did. I did. <laughs> uh, the, the, the librarian is actually a composite of an actual Hartford Public Librarian um, named Anwar. Uh -huh. who was very much very instrumental in my development coming mm -hmm. up um, but it was also a, a mixture of uh, a brother I knew named Michael mm -hmm. who I used to work with who actually gave me that same book that I use in the oh, film wow. oh, really? as a man thinketh yeah, okay. that, that book has been with me about 20 some odd years wow uh, okay. and uh, it was so eye-opening for me uh, that it was actually just a way to say thank you yeah. by adding it to the story uh, but the character is also made up of my grandmother, <laughs> mm -hmm. who uh, would always tell me, readers are leaders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so the librarian is uh, pretty much an amalgamation of like people that really enriched my life growing up. If yeah. That makes any sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's I have uh, one question. I did get uh, the honor of watching this film. Amazing. You sent it to Thank me. You. Um, Thank you. I did quite like it a lot. Um, I noticed. Uh, that um, that motto that you just said, readers mm. are leaders and thoughts are things, is something that comes around a number of times in the film. Um, and then halfway through the film, it changes mm. to something else. Um, mm. What what was the reason for the change? When the change with his daughter, where he, yeah. where he says words make light. Mm -hmm. Well, it's I think it, I think I wanted to show that intimacy between you know just a parent and child mm. and how it goes one step further mm. you know like he's a he's a father for the community obviously right um but he's raising a daughter also so i wanted to kind of show that relationship because it's on the memory of his daughter saying i love you that he actually comes out of a coma so um i think it's just to give them that special moment I see. Yeah, yeah well, that's I'm, really I'm nice. I'm sure that whole moment is made extra special because so not only is this a personal story for you, but it's a personal project because mm -hmm. it's not just you and it. Your your daughter was also yep, yep. in it, right? Both so, my daughters. Yeah, yeah. Both, oh, so, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So my daughter, my youngest is the Judea. Mm -hmm. She's the the youngest child. And then my oldest, Carter, she's the college student who's asking for the books Yeah. Uh, in the middle of the film. So oh what was goodness. what was that like working with family? It was amazing. It was amazing. I, you know, there was no pressure. I just asked them if they wanted to participate. Mm -hmm. They both did, um, and I wasn't supposed to be the doctor, so I was prepared for them to portray uh, these roles. Mm -hmm. But you know, it just kind of serendipity made it a family project. Yeah, you know, where we were all in front of the camera. So just to answer your original question, it was um, a dream come true. Wow. So for casting uh, the role of the librarian, I imagine that is a very important mm. kind of, kind of a, a weighty role that you wanted to get just right. What mm. was your process of finding the librarian, the right person for that? It, that was actually really 
easy. I really? mean, I know Roger Denver Smith, the mm-hmm. person who plays the librarian. Mm-hmm. He and I, we'd worked on some movies in the past. Um, and I reached out to him when I finished the script and I sent it to him. And we were on the phone for like three hours right after I sent them the script. And mm-hmm. I knew I had my librarian. Mm-hmm. So there was no real search. He was my first pick. Um, and thankfully he liked the, the material so wow. that yeah. is serendipity when you can talk yeah. to someone and you know that they get yeah, what you're trying he got to do it. he got it he was so supportive through the project um in fact he was supportive when i lost my actor um that played the doctor dr mm-hmm. reader mm-hmm. and it was his encouragement he was like won't you do it <laughs> and i'm like i guess i should <laughs> worked yeah. out. it worked out it worked yeah. out yeah so i'm sorry to steal your thunder i don't you know, I, I don't know if you had that as a question, but yeah, but it's just kind of no, like, no, you please. didn't know <laughs> this conversation. Yeah. It's about. yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, and so, you know, one of the things we often talk about on, on this couch and in general, cinematography for actors mm-hmm. is it's all about collaboration. Mm-hmm. And what are the, some of the conversations that you were having? I mean, obviously, you yourself were the head of many departments. You mm-hmm. wore many hats as a writer, director, producer, and actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other crew members, what were the conversations you were having with them to work on this collective vision and mm-hmm. really imparting upon them the vision that you had? Well, Ruth Carter, um, who I must mention, uh, she, she, she not only designed the costumes, but she was also my producer on the film. She mm-hmm. opened up a lot of doors for this film to make to actually happen as well and I remember calling Ruth for advice originally because there was another crew member that that I'd met on a previous film who was her assistant um, who wasn't available for the project Mm -hmm. so I called Ruth looking for another one of her assistants or mentees and she's like "Um, well tell me about your movie and I explained to her thoughts or things and what it was about and she was like I'll do it (laughs) and I was like hold on Ruth I don't Fantastic. She, like, I didn't ask you about that. I have a platform and it's to tell stories like this that are meaningful. So I think she got she bought into it immediately. Yeah. And I think her attachment to the project, her being involved in the project, just gave the project so much legitimacy mm. early on that a lot of the conversations and convincing and persuasion that would normally go into a first, you know, a, a, a new director. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about. Wow. That's that's really incredible. I mean, that's I think really all we can hope for when working on, so a bro- on a project. That's yeah. real. That's real. What sort of um, did you face any hurdles booking this location? Because you did shoot in one a library, single location. Didn't you? One, yeah, one location. location. I think. Okay. I don't think people realize that the film is shot in one single location. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. it's um <laughs> um any hurdles? Well, I have to shout out uh, Bridget Quinn, who's the head librarian for the Hartford Public Library, who made this film. A possibility. Mm-hmm. She was the okay. first person to see the value in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually saw a film that I'd made uh, with a group of children in an after-school program in my hometown, um, and contacted me to see if I could uh, uh, make something that connected with children and also promoted the value values of the library. Yeah. Um, so you know, getting the film made once we had once I had the support of the Hartford Public Library was just a matter of the library being the library right. she right. knew the head librarians in LA mm-hmm. so wow. before before I even st- scouted one location I had an email with 6,000 <laughs> libraries that I could choose from oh my and goodness. this is in November 2020 wow. when you can't even walk into a library right. Right. so I'm scouting these libraries and these librarians are asking me who are you yeah. like how are you doing this <laughs> yeah. who do you know That's and it was literally wild. it's really a testament of um, 
just keeping the right company and just having the yeah. right support mm-hmm. system and um, and engaging in uh, uh, partnerships that are meaningful. Yeah. And I think that that I think this film is evidence of a really solid group of creatives who saw true value in a story that needed to be told. Because yeah. if you know anything about Hartford, Hartford is just so violent right mm-hmm. now. Um, it's just they don't shoot films they, mm. you know it's, no, it's not known right uh, the reputation isn't that of a of a place where a films film are shot it's, yeah. it's a it has a reputation of a place where pistols are shot right um, and I think the distinguishing quality um, for this story and other stories that we hope to produce um, is that literacy is a way literacy is a way up mm-hmm. so that's our way of trying to combat a lot of the violence that we experience in our communities by giving um, giving pictures of hope, if you will. Yeah, I mean, right. I think it's so incredible that the the story or the well, several stories combined into into one that uh, are the the basis of this movie were not only made possible by the stories themselves. I mean, the Hartford mm-hmm. Library getting you that location. You have the the book. You have all these pieces mm-hmm. from the the part the parts of your own life that are depicted in the story that made it happen. I, I think it's a a really I mean not only beautiful but a great representation of, of mm. frankly what this whole festival is about but often what short films are which they're they're made sometimes on a whim they're made in, in spite of a lot of a lot of hurdles but absolutely they're that much more beautiful which no, is really true. incredible that, I appreciate that one real obstacle we had with that location is we couldn't get the hospital bed on the second floor <laughs> oh no so I, I was told that it took like a team I mean even some of the Topanga uh, villagers, if yeah, you will, yeah. helped my, uh, and I have to shout out my production designer, uh, Lauren Ivy. Um, mm-hmm. She's amazing. I mean, she's an Emmy winning. I mean, she's just so amazing. I mean, she took the community room and turned it into that hospital. Wow. That's pretty and incredible. It's like, yeah. I, there's, I mean, it would fool me if yeah. I didn't know, you know? <laughs> yeah. So shout out to my crew and everyone who worked so really hard. And everyone yeah. that we worked without, that I worked with was like cherry picked from other films that I'd worked on. Mm-hmm. So these were relationships that were, um, these were my real friends. Right. These are people you really call for yeah. that help. And I'm just so glad that um, they were on the other side supporting and, you know, we were able yeah. to work together. Yeah. We love hearing about a team that can collaborate beautifully and oh, yeah. feel like friends on the other side. That's mm-hmm. really fantastic. We have to wrap this up. Um, thoughts are things screened already, correct? Screened last Saturday. Yep. Screened yep. last Saturday. To but a you packed can audience. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. But you can still catch it and cry like I did uh, through BitPixTV.com. Thank you so awesome. much for being with us. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thanks, your time. Thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. Follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast to keep up to date on new episode releases. We will be live through August 20th here at Holly Shorts Film Fest. If you're here, drop in and say a little hello at the VIP lounge. We also want to thank our sponsors, Apogee, Film Tools, Roscoe, Lightstone Rentals, Canon, and First Mile Tech. As a special gift to you listeners, we've partnered with We Make Movies to get you a discount on comprehensive production insurance packages. Use code CFA23 on your intake form for 10% off your quote by visiting wemakemovies.org insurance. If you missed any of our live streams, you can watch all of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Cinematography for Actors. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Cinematography for Actors. You can also catch us in a more formal setting on Monday, August 14th at Japan House for a panel discussion on the importance of bridging the gap between talent 
and crew. You can get 20% off of your ticket purchase by using the code HSFF2023CFA at checkout. Thanks.